Well, let's open our Bibles to Matthew chapter 7, verses 7. And today we're going to be talking about prayer. It's in the acronym of ASK, A-S-K, ASK, SEEK, and KNOCK. So let's go ahead and open our Bibles to verse 7. ASK, AND IT WILL BE GIVEN TO YOU. SEEK, AND YOU WILL FIND. KNOCK, AND IT WILL BE OPENED TO YOU. FOR EVERYONE WHO ASKS RECEIVES, AND THE ONE WHO SEEKS FINDS. AND TO THE ONE WHO KNOCKS IT WILL BE OPENED. OR WHICH ONE OF YOU, IF HIS SON ASK HIM FOR BREAD, WILL HE GIVE HIM A STONE? OR IF HE ASKS FOR A FISH, WILL HE GIVE HIM A SERPENT? If you then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father, who is in heaven, give good things to those who ask Him? This is the word of the Lord. How's your prayer life this morning? Like, how do you view prayer? Like, what's your general feeling when it comes to prayer? Is prayer something that energizes, that strengthens and sustains you? Are you confident that when you call out to God, that God listens, and that when you, God speaks, that you listen to Him? When you pray, do you feel like God answers your prayers? Or is prayer like a chore, like a labor to you that drains you? This is church. Are you, are you discouraged? by the lack of efficacy of your prayer life? Are you weary of constantly praying for something and God hasn't answered your prayers? I think most people would fall into these two categories. One is that we're either excited, we're stoked, we're pumped, and we're confident in our prayers, in our prayer life. But the flip side of that is um, I think others, on the other side of the spectrum, we're like discouraged that we almost have a defeatist ab um, attitude when it comes to prayer, that we're cynical in our prayers. I think if some of us are perfectly honest, uh, we could say that, man, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. I'm sick and tired of just praying and praying and praying. Maybe some of us were, um, you know, prayer has become almost like a consolation prize, like, oh yeah, well, you know, it's okay, we'll just pray, like it's the last resort. It kind of reminds me of these motivational posters that usually hang on corporate businesses or high school gyms or locker rooms. Here's one with discipline, where they have like, uh, you've seen this before, right? Where they have like a beautiful picture, awe or inspiring picture with a quote is a discipline in reading the lives of great men i found that this first victory they won was over themselves self-discipline with all of them came first harry truman Ooh, that pumps you up right but uh, there's a genre and apparently a market for a more sarcastic or cynical posters uh, there's a website called despair.com and they have these things called demotivators. Like, for example, there's this picture right here. Motivation. If a pretty poster and a cute saying are all it takes to motivate you, you probably have a very easy job. The kind robots will be doing soon. 
Here's another one, ambition. The journey of a thousand miles sometimes ends very, very badly. Here's another one, right? The sky is the limit. Too bad you can't fly, like this ostrich. And last but not least, potential. Not everyone gets to be an astronaut when they grow up. How is your attitude and your perspective and your view about prayer? Are you excited? Are you energized in your prayer life? Or are you kind of despairing? You're like cynical and almost a defeatist view of prayer. Well, this morning, Jesus, when he talks about asking and seeking and knocking, he has a sense of expectancy. And here's the main point. Here's the big thrust this morning. Here's our takeaway. Would you write this down in your notes? Approach your heavenly father in prayer with expectation. Go ahead and write that out. To receive from him. Approach your heavenly father in prayer with expectation to receive from him. And you notice there, I emphasize the word expectation. That in this text, Jesus says, hey, if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, it will be given to you. You shall find and the door will be open that in your prayer life, Jesus invites us to pray with expectancy. James says, you know what? You have not because what? You ask not. The reason why we don't have certain things or we're not experiencing victory in certain areas is because we don't ask in prayer expectancy, the Bible would call that faith, is a big aspect of our prayer lives. You guys know, um, I grew up in LA, LA all day, and uh, during the heyday of the Kobe Bryant post uh, Shaquille O'Neal, um, when Kobe Bryant was at his peak uh, physically, Man, he was averaging in the year 2005, he was averaging like 35.4 points a game. And there was this stretch where he was just, it was crazy. Like the Madison Square Garden, Boston, they were all in, you know, um, they were all cheering for Kobe and cheering MVP because he was just averaging like 45, 50, 60, point a game, 60 points a game. And, you know, tickets for the Staples Center was bonkers. It was ridiculous. It was so expensive. Because there was a sense of expectancy like Kobe was going to do something incredible. Now, I had a friend who I led to Christ. Uh, he was an executive chef. And part of the perks of being an executive chef is different vendors to buy their products. They would ask you to or they would give you like tickets, uh, you know, different vendors had season tickets to the Laker games. And so during 2005, 2006, man, I went to see on December, I saw Kobe drop 43 points versus the Dallas Mavericks. 
A week later, he dropped 60 points in the third quarter. And, you know, I saw the first Dallas game live. But you know what? My friend, he was like, I still haven't forgiven him yet. He's like, oh, you know, I already took John, so I'll take one of my other friends because, you know. So it was on the game on January 22nd where Kobe Bryant scored 81 points, second highest point total ever next to Wilt Chamberlain's 100. And I could have gone. I could have, should have, would have. But all that to say is that there's a sense of expectancy. You see, Jesus says when, when you ask, when you seek, when you knock, when you come before him in prayer, expect that God is going to do something. Have faith that your prayers will not just stay and hit, hit the ceilings, that your prayers would reach the ears of your heavenly Father and God would hear and that he would act and he would move on your behalf. Approach your heavenly Father in prayer with expectation that you're going to receive something from him. Look at uh, verse 7. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened to you. Now to ask, it naturally indicates prayer. And, but to seek and to knock are metaphors for prayer. In fact, um, in Revelation chapter 3, verse 20, Jesus says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Now, uh, some commentators, they see ask, seek, and knock just to say it's the same thing. But I believe there's a progression here. It's almost like in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Um, Present your bodies unto God so that you could approve of His good, pleasing, and perfect will. That there's almost like a crescendo Right, that, that, that there is a, it, uh, uprising. In the same way, asking and seeking and knocking, it seems to suggest a, a rising scale of intensity in your prayer life, in my prayer life. And it points to a persistent manner of life lived before the Father. Number one, would you write down, ask which is to come to God with humility and consciousness of your need. See, when you ask for something, you don't demand. You don't expect it like it's a given, but you come before the Lord with humility. Now, I want to point out a couple things here. First, in regards to ask, seek, and knock. These are all in the present tense. It's in the iterative present tense. It describes an event that repeatedly happens. In other words, the force of this present imperative is to ask repeatedly over and over again, to seek repeatedly again. It means to knock continuously over and over and over again. That could be translated as keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And then the command here is what is labeled as a conditional imperative, meaning um, if X happens, then Y will happen. 
this occurs more than 20 times in the New Testament. The idea is this, that if you ask and you should ask, it will be given to you. If you seek and you should seek, you will find automatic, right? Hashtag automatic. Praise Jesus automatic. If you knock, then it will be opened. The door will be opened to you. Look at Matthew uh, chapter 18, verse 19. Again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything, they ask, what will happen? It will be done for them by my Father in heaven. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there am, am I among them. Later in 21 verse 22, uh, Jesus says, Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. See, there's this sense of persistence at persistence and persistently asking of God. That it's a lifestyle that you just don't pray and we just don't treat God like a fire extinguisher, you know, or that break in case of emergency, but prayer becomes our breath. Prayer becomes our lifestyle that we keep doing it. We keep asking, we keep seeking, we keep knocking, that it's a part of our rhythm of Christ followers, that this is what it means to live under the kingdom of God, that we persist in communicating in asking for God, present God our needs. There, there's a silly story of a fisherman who was at sea and he was with his godless companions. A storm came up and it threatened to sink their ship. And his friends begged him, hey, you got to pray. But he said, man, you know what? It's been a long time since I've done that or even entered into a church. At their insistence, however, he finally gave up and said, you know what? Oh, Lord, I haven't asked you anything in the last 15 years. And if you help us out now and bring us safely to land, I promise I won't bother you again for another 15 years. That's, that is not how we approach prayer. Unfortunately, many people view prayer as an escape mechanism rather than a constant line of communication with God. Keep asking repeatedly. Don't give up. Secondly is to seek, which is to link your prayer with responsible, here it is, activity in pursuing God's will. So you ask humbly, Lord, these are my needs. But secondly is you seek and you, you in your pursuit of God's will in your life, that there is, it's linked with responsible activity. In other words, that you and I just don't pray, oh Lord, give me a job, give me a job, give me a job. Oh, please provide, please provide. That in our seeking for a job, right? that we actually fill out job applications, that we follow up on leads, that we, we put legs, so to speak, on our prayer life and do something about it. Philippians says that we work out our, 
our faith with fear and trembling. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 6 says this, Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Do you have that expectancy that when you seek after God, that if you seek his will, that God is going to do something, that there will be this divine intervention where God will show up and God will show off in response to your continual and your persistent asking and seeking and knocking. You know, during a great time of drought, the Scottish preacher, Dr. Guthrie, he prayed for rain in the morning service. And as he went out in the church that afternoon, his daughter Mary said, Papa, here is the umbrella. The preacher asked, what do we need it for? She responded, you prayed for rain this morning. Don't you expect God will send it? And they carried the umbrella, and when they came home, they were glad because they were able to take shelter under it from the drenching storm. Would you work out and add substance to your seeking God this morning? Some of you have been seeking for um, something. Maybe it's a promotion from your job. Some of you are maybe seeking for a spouse that you actively and responsibly link your prayer with activity in pursuit of God's will. And lastly, ASK, ask, seek, and K is knock, which means to persevere in asking and seeking persevere and what that looks like is that we keep doing it repeatedly over and over and over again it reminds us uh, in Luke uh, chapter 16 of the unjust judge and the widow and Jesus told them and Jesus told them this parable so that they would never give up and that they should always pray continuously Galatians 6.9 says, Let us not grow weary of doing good. Don't grow tired in prayer. Don't grow tired in planting the seed. Don't grow weary and exhausted from doing good and reaching out to your neighbor, reaching out to your coworkers, and interceding for your children, interceding for a family member, interceding for a loved one and praying for them. Don't grow weary. Why? For in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. As long as there's breath in your lungs, never give up. And God will answer your prayer, maybe not in this life, but Maybe it's in the life to come that all the seeds that you have sown, if you don't give up, if you don't go weary in doing good, there will be a season of harvest.
you know, um, I got a phone call from my dad um, this past week on a Wednesday and says, you know, your mom, she hasn't slept. She hasn't been sleeping in over a month and she hasn't been eating uh, right. And, you know, your doctor, her, her position is on vacation, so it's going to be another week. And it just broke my heart because of like a month of not eating well and not sleeping well. And you're going to extend it another week. We got to do something. So I, I, uh, I called her and I prayed. And it just so happened that I was studying this. And I said, Lord, and I'm weeping over my mom over the phone. Thank you, God, that you invite us, that if we ask, if we seek, if we knock, Lord, it will be given unto us, that we will find and the door will be open. Thank you that you are Heavenly Father. And I prayed Psalm 23 over my mom and that the Jesus, Lord, you're the good shepherd. Lord, would you lead her beside still waters? Would you cause her to lie down in green pastures? Lord, would you restore her soul? Lord, surely, 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 goodness and mercy shall follow her all the days of our life, and she will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Surely. Then I had that expectancy, and then I called my brother and my other brother. We try to figure things out. And um, my brother drove down and with the kids, uh, you know, the grandkids. And my mom, she ate uh, dinner that time. And she gave me a text the following day and said, thank you for your prayers. After a month of not sleeping, I was able to finally sleep. This is your heavenly father. He's inviting you. He's inviting me to never give up, keep asking, keep seeking, keep knocking. And what happens when we do that? Let's look at verse 8. We'll go ahead and close with these verses. Why do we need to do this? Look at what Jesus says. For everyone, not some, not few, not most, but everyone who asks, what happens if we ask? Receives. And the one who seeks, what's the result? We find. And to the one who knocks, it will be opened. You see here that in this command that Jesus has of asking, seeking, and knocking, this will happen. You will receive, you will find, and the door will be opened. And then he further explains in verse 9, Or which one of you, if his son asks him for bread, will he give him a stone? If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent? If you then who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father who is in heaven Give good gifts to those who ask. So in this present imperatives, 
It teaches Jesus' disciples that we're to exhibit persistence in our prayers. Not only are we to have expectancy, but have persistence. And when, we're, when there's expectancy and persistence, that it results in certainty that it will be given, you will find, and the door will be opened. And, it, and Jesus makes it clear, and it's for everyone who prays. Not for the saints, not for the elect uh, only, not for the special, but everyone who calls out unto the Lord. You know, I spoke to some of you this last couple of weeks Spoke to a married couple. One works as a vendor for a restaurant, and he said, Pastor, my, my income got cut in half. And my wife, who works in, Waikiki, in a Waikiki hotel, it, she's been getting unemployment checks these last three months. It's been closed for three months, and we don't know how long it's going to go. You, if you ask, if you seek, if you knock, you have a heavenly father who's so good. He will provide your basic needs that if you ask your heavenly father for bread, he's not going to give you a stone and a rock. He's not, he's not facetious. He's not uh, malevolent. God is kind. His, mer his love endures forever. God is slow to anger. He's compassionate, God. That if you ask him for a fish, so bread and fish, they're the two most basic staples of food during that time. That if you ask him for your basic needs, just like worrying, right? Not we should, don't worry about what you should wear, right? Or what you should eat. Your basic needs, your heavenly father will provide for you some of you have been dipping into your savings some of us man we've been cautiously engaging in the stock market and you're trying to make ends meet hey ask god lord would you go before me james says if any one of you lacks wisdom let him ask of the lord who gives liberally god would you provide for my basic needs Jesus, would you go ahead and, Lord, provide. I'm going to put you first. I'm going to seek you first. I'm, I'm going to keep praying. I'm going to keep asking, seeking, and knocking. Ask repeatedly, seek persistently, and knock expectantly with certainty. And I love how Jesus closes this. He goes, man, if you earthly fathers who are evil, meaning that uh, we have a sinful nature, according to uh, Romans chapter 5, verse 12 to 14, that um, because we're born humans, we have a sinful nature. If you know how to give good gifts, how much more will your heavenly Father? Uh, that word, how much more, the way that Jesus used that, it's a rabbinic interpretation called Kal Vahomer. And what it simply means is this, that if the lesser is true, how much more would the greater be? 
Now we all know the lesser, right? When you wake up from a, you know, you go to a family party or something and you have fried rice and you have a hamburger patty and you have an over easy egg, it's, it's good, it satisfies. Kal Bahumer, how much more is it going to satisfy if you put gravy on top for loco moco, right? In the same way, if your earthly fathers can provide good gifts for you, how much more will your heavenly father? Let's go ahead and pray. Father, we thank you, God, for this time where we could rest in you oh god lord i just pray right now there's some who are tired who are weary of doing good some are even cynical about their prayers some are almost have this defeatist I've been praying for so long. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. God hasn't answered prayers. Lord, would you build up our faith right now? God, that if we keep asking, if we keep seeking, if we keep knocking repeatedly over and over and over and over and over again, Lord, it will be given unto us. The door will be open and we shall find. We thank you, Lord, for the promises of God are yes and amen. We thank you, Lord, that as we um, are encouraged by your word, I pray, God, that you would build up our faith. Lord, I pray, Father, for the things that our daily needs, our daily bread. Give us this day our daily bread that you would provide. I pray, Father, for the things that we've been believing, that we, we've been contending for. Lord, that we would pray and seek you, O oh Lord God. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, God, that we have this communication, direct line to you, O oh Lord Jesus, through our prayer. I pray, Father, that this would become our breath, that this become our life, O oh God, this would become our native tongue. Living under your kingdom is to pray to you. So Lord, we thank you that you invite us uh, to participate in what you're doing here on earth, that your kingdom come, O oh Jesus, Hallowed be your name, that your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.